Hello and welcome to Queering Eve, a spoiler-free-ish podcast about the TV show Killing Eve made by some queers. Hi, I'm Nea, and I'm the one who actually finished two puzzles since the last time we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a week ago. (laughs) Yeah, I did it. Hi, I'm Tamara, and I'm the one who saw some pretty roses today and was happy about it because I love plants more than anything. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nina, and I'm the one who somehow manipulated the situation so that I am guiding us through all the best episodes. This is the last episode of this first season. Uh, we made it. Yeah, season yeah. one, episode eight, called God, I'm Tired. <laughs> mm, what a good mm. title. I feel it. Mm-hmm. It was written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. This is the last episode that she wrote on the show that she created. And directed by Damon, Damon Thomas. <laughs> Do you want to share your dream? Fuck <laughs> you! Yeah. <laughs> So, so recently, I started watching The Vampire Diaries Ooh. with Mina, which I guess doesn't mean much to you if you don't know us personally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not something I expected for myself in my life. And it's one of those shows that I watch all the time, but also never thought to make Nea watch with me. Yeah. We are just finishing season one. We just finished season one. Right. And... Like this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, of course, I hate Damon, but I also love Damon because I also watched some other episodes from season two and also Nina told me about Damon. So I love Damon and I love... <laughs> <laughs> Which you're not supposed to at the end of season one. He is awful. Exactly, but I, yeah, there was that scene where he dances with Elena and mm, it's so hot, hot out of nowhere. And hot out of nowhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a really good description. And me, a lesbian, um, <laughs> had some emotions about that. So today I had a dream in which I was in love with a person called Damon. And it's very embarrassing. <laughs> I also had a dream because of this situation of ours, but mine was that I was dancing with Kate McKinnon. Tamara, cool. do you have any reference for any of this? No, I never okay. watched The Vampire Diaries. Anyway. Anyway, let's talk about episode... the show we're here for. No, no, wait, wait. So, um... <laughs> this... No, no, just to say. So, yes, this episode was directed by Damon Thomas, um, who also directed the previous episode. And the one before, this is what Nina did not manage to say before going on this um, I wrote it down, I was ready to say it, but then I remembered your dream. (laughs) So, we start off this episode, this last episode of the first season, with Villanelle walking on a street with a kid. (laughs) (laughs) This kid is Irina, she is Constantine's daughter, and Villanelle is annoyed with her, which becomes 
a constant theme of this episode is that this kid is annoying. Everyone is annoyed by her, but they all love her. It's great. <laughs> and we see, I think this is the first time where we get this idea that Villanelle is a child mm-hmm. because she acts like a child with this child. It's not the first time. Remember when Constantine was talking to her the way I talked to my three-year-old niece? (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, but here I agree that here we see it against an actual child, so it's more prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have a (laughs) shout-off. Yeah, the kind of shout-off that you have when you're 10, which Irina is, I guess, around 10. Yes. Yeah. And she's just shouting because she's hungry, mm-hmm. which makes so much sense. I but love, though, that she's aware of it. That's my favorite so part. She's so self-aware <laughs> yeah. with this and also when uh, Villanelle tells her to look vulnerable and she's like, I am vulnerable. <laughs> I love the self-awareness of uh-huh. this kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite line in this scene is my dad is gonna kill you in the face <laughs> it is so 2018 somehow I can't explain it is is this from 2018 or is it earlier I can't remember anyway yes yes anyway they get a car to stop for them and then we move to Eve and Kenny on another street Eve and Kenny are walking towards the hotel to speak to Carolyn and I love how Eve at, not at some point, in this scene, at the beginning of this scene, asks Kenny, are you frightened of your mother? And Kenny says, of course, isn't everyone? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Does he mean isn't everyone afraid of Carolyn or isn't everyone afraid of their mommy? <laughs> Carolyn. Of Carolyn. <laughs> okay. Because I like both interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you say it... <laughs> But no, I think he meant Carolyn. <laughs> then Eve says, we need to ask her what the hell she was getting out of my girlfriend. And I'm very <laughs> glad that she finally admits this. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. I mean, she does say this because Kenny teases her or like, I guess... Well, Kenny says that Villanelle is not Eve's girlfriend. But I really like this, how he said it. Because it's Eve is like upset because Carolyn talked to Villanelle behind her back in like secrety professional way or something and then Kenny just immediately interprets it as if Eve obviously he doesn't really think that but as if Eve is like concerned that Villanelle is gonna have a fling with Carolyn (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious would Villanelle have a fling with Carolyn absolutely I I want to say yes because like ooh older woman Mm -hmm. interesting Carolyn is cool um, but the hair. I don't think Villanelle, like, she's really into Eve's hair, but we have seen her sleep with people that did not have yeah, hair yeah. like okay, that, okay. so I don't I think it's she, exclusive. I guess she would have a fling with her, but it wouldn't be, like, this intense, true exactly, love. Exactly, definitely. Yeah. For that, she needs the hair. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I can't see it, but uh, I don't know why, so never mind. <laughs> it's okay. Then Eve just assumes that Kenny can open hotel doors. <laughs> she did it so good. She prepared nothing because she just assumed Kenny would he be able to He has some open. gadgets. Yeah, he, yeah. he knows mm-hmm. computers. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has to be mean to get the key. And it's great. 
I love how disappointed she is that it works. I actually think this is a little bit out of character because I think she totally enjoys being a dick to people. Mm. So I thought that she enjoyed it more, more than she let on. I think she enjoys being a dick to people, but this is different from being a dick to service workers, and I think mm-hmm. she does not approve of that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think she enjoys being a dick to people who also have the opportunity to be dicks to her, like in a kind of similar power mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't think we ever see her being a dick to service workers other than here when it's for a reason. Okay, um, good point, good point. So they get the key and they walk into this completely out of order room. Ooh, first, 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 first. Uh-huh. Kenny is like, can we at least knock once in <laughs> case she's naked? And then Eve like knocks once and immediately opens the door. We Love can't it. explain it in words, but it's such a beautiful scene. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but yes, they walk in a terrible scene. I hate <laughs> how messy everything is. It stresses God. me out. I still don't <laughs> get it if this is really just Carolyn being messy, because her house is not like that, so I don't get it. Or did something really happen, but nothing happened, so what? No. I guess it's her being in a hotel. Doesn't matter how it is. Maybe she like isn't messy at home, but is interesting in okay. hotels. Okay. I imagine her... like also at home being able to make a mess but she will later clean it up i mean honestly she probably has a maid <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah uh, <laughs> oh or that of course maybe she does. it's just a mess because she knows that someone will clean it up after mm. her yeah anyway then they or have... it's just from all the sex she's been having with Christine. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah okay so then they have a fun little group hang <laughs> So Constantine and Carolyn are also there, maybe you should be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantine is there as well. And I love how Eve has arrived there to accuse Carolyn of whatever. And she's like, Villanelle is in that prison. And Carolyn's like, no, she's not. And then explains that someone broke her out. I mean, Constantine says that, but it's just such a good example of Carolyn always being like one step ahead of you like you can't accuse her of anything she's already explaining it to you (laughs) what are you (laughs) complaining about she's like she always manages to be in charge and I love it just like when Eve asks her what happened to your room and Carolyn says what do you mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like Carolyn is now the character that we're gonna have for the next two seasons. I talked about this before, how at the beginning of the first season, she's a lot kinder and understanding, and now she is the Carolyn that Mm. I dislike. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about if this is bad writing or Mm. something that happens to her as a character, and I think we said, oh, it's probably bad writing. But now I'm kind Mm. of thinking maybe there is a point to it. Like, there was this shift that happened Mm -hmm. in Russia. I agree. I also thought about that, that maybe there is... Something did happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then we go back to Villanelle and Irina, and they are sitting in front of a building that 
I'm going to talk about in the Russian corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the kid asks Villanelle some important questions. If she's a bad person, if she kidnapped her, if she's a pedophile, you know, all the things you have to check. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems satisfied that Villanelle is not a pedophile and that's fine. Like, it's okay if she's kidnapped and stuff, yeah. just as long as she's not a pedophile. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Irina is good at languages, because, as Konstantin says, language is information, and information is everything. I love how they both quote Konstantin, because he is both of theirs dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and just how... Irina is speaking and she just changes the tone and you know she's quoting constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's never mentioned, I think. That yeah, no, there's it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I did have this bad thought that is not true, but that Constantin and the Twelve got Villanelle into a language school so that she could become an assassin and this is kind of what's happening with Irina, with Constantin putting her, making her learn all these languages. Mm-hmm. So that she could become an assassin? Question mark. No, that's not what he's planning to do. Blah blah blah. But yeah, you need all languages for like a few other <laughs> jobs. Also, oh. not only an <laughs> Oh, see, that's that's the information that I was missing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. All good. <laughs> also, Villanelle is competing with Irina in. It's the... so cute. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> It's just another example of Villanelle being a child, which I don't hate, but I don't love. But I do like how Irina gets back to her, because Villanelle thinks that she won, but actually she (laughs) can't speak Mandarin. And then then she's like, I'm still learning. (laughs) Yeah, I just got flashbacks from adults competing with me when I was a child, and I take back what I said about it being cute. (laughs) yeah (laughs) when this scene was happening I realized that this is probably what Villanelle does in in her free time she's just like learning languages all the time I thought you meant kidnapping children (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant arguing with children murdering that's her job but kidnapping children that's that's a hobby Okay, no, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you think she uses an app or like just books or those old tiny cassettes? Because <laughs> <laughs> one time she, she was listening to something and like imitating a laughter. <laughs> so I imagine mm. her listening to cassettes. I don't imagine her using Duolingo. I think she would be so yeah. pissed off at that owl. It mm. could not work. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. But to me, it would make most sense that she has a tutor, but I don't think it makes sense for her to have a tutor. Yeah, I, I, I can see I that. Don't, I don't know. I think she's using cassettes. Okay. <laughs> I really like that idea, so yeah, let's stick with that. <laughs> Also, when Irina is asking Villanelle if she's a bad person, Villanelle also asks her, and Irina says, I don't know yet, which is great, and another amazing example of her self-awareness. Yeah, Yeah. but also an example of her being, how does 
Villanelle put it. Wait. <laughs> oh God, you're one of those profound kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this scene ends with Villanelle saying that they're going to see an old friend. And we go back to the other group. They are now at breakfast and Carolyn kind of wants to get rid of Kenny, but he sticks up for himself and does not leave. Then we get a wonderful explanation of why the Twelve want Constantine dead, (laughs) which is, someone always wants me dead. Because he's part of the Russian intelligence. I think this is about the level of explaining anything that we can expect from this show. I mean, it's so obviously a lie. But also, what is the real reason that they want him dead? But also that, yeah. (laughs) I mean, do we know? I don't even remember who told Philonelle that she has to kill Constantine. Anton. Right. Yeah. What if that was not at the 12? And it's actually... <laughs> the 6! The 6! What the 6? I don't think that's the explanation. <laughs> then he has a beautiful exchange with Kenny um, that goes like this. I need to find my daughter. She's going to drive that woman crazy. And Kenny asks, is she annoying? (laughs) And Constantine says, she's so annoying, on the verge of tears. And then, while crying, she's amazing, but so annoying. I just can only hope to ever describe a child of mine like this. That's just a kid doing their own thing, you know, and not really minding what other people tell them or what they should be doing. Yeah, I I thought this was a really nice way of this show showing this love for Irina and also just how great Irina is. I don't know, I really enjoyed how people interacted with her and talked about her. Yeah. Yeah. What a gift. <laughs> Then Eve says they have to go back to Anna's and Carolyn is surprised she met her. So something Carolyn did not know. Speaking of Anna, we go to her place where she... Oh yeah, uh, Eve in the previous scene calls Anna and then in this scene Anna sees the call but Irina knocks on the door so she cannot answer the phone. I think Irina rings the bell. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Important details. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, This old-timey apartment of Anna's has a doorbell. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. an old-timey one. Yeah, yeah. Then Irina just enters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Anna just does not lock the door, (laughs) because... Why lock the door when you have someone inside? And you live in Moscow, a very safe city. Although I will admit, actually, like, I'm being like this now, but it has happened to me multiple times that when someone came over, I forgot to lock the door, so... Okay. But, again, you don't live in Moscow. Yeah, definitely. And then we go back to the hotel. The group splits up now. Eve is going to get Anna. She's going with Constantine. Carolyn gets rid of Kenny and goes... She she threatens to fire Kenny if he doesn't do as she says. It sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says that she's going to see Vladimir who will take care of Anna after Eve saves her from Villanelle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, everything here makes sense mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. is necessary. 
And then we go back to Anna's place, where Villanelle sneaks in while Irina gets some water from Anna and tells <laughs> <laughs> um, her to call the cops, which yeah. we assume she never actually does. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, Villanelle sees a photo of Anna with her husband and has a face about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She also looks at Irina, who looks very bored. Probably she is annoyed with Anna's awkward Russian. <laughs> yeah. And then Villanelle tries to tell Irina what to do, but Irina won't, so they give each other the finger. It's so loving. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Villanelle did it in the previous episode with Constantine, now she does it with Irina. It's her love language. (laughs) Yeah. And then she, I guess, goes into Anna's bedroom that has a double door. Anyway, Villanelle searches for the coat. And finds it under the bed. Where would you search for a coat in just someone else's apartment? Oh, I would give up before I even started. Just like the right? thought of trying to find something in someone's apartment stresses me out. I Especially I, such a crowded one. I guess. I mean, just no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I hate it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I do think under the bed makes sense. Yeah, sure. Because I have my coats under the bed, so... Then Anna comes in because Irina did not distract her from doing that. <laughs> no, before this, Villanelle finds a message in the code from oh, Eve. Yeah. <laughs> it says "Sorry, baby" on it, and it is so satisfying. Yes. I love this moment so much. And also, Villanelle loves it. Yeah, Villanelle is kind of impressed, even though this ruins her plan. <laughs> exactly. And then Anna comes in. And then... Villanelle points a gun at her and asks Anna about her money and passport as if she would know because, I mean, it was in the coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna's like, Eve has it. And Villanelle's like, where's Eve? <laughs> Where did <laughs> Eve go <laughs> Um, And Anna just wants to disinfect her face. <laughs> Anna tells Villanelle that she looks the same. Villanelle says that she looks older and it's nice. The kid doesn't want to be part of this romantic moment. (laughs) (laughs) And Villanelle finally gives in and says that her face does stink a bit. And we go not back to the group because it has now split up. We go to Kenny who is cleaning up his lair. He's cleaning up the stinky room (laughs) and he's taking a last look at the security footage. From the prison, yeah. (laughs) I guess last time, last episode, I wasn't so, I wasn't paying attention enough, but in this, this time I noticed, well, first of all, there's a zoom in that's completely unnecessary (laughs) because it shows nothing more than we already see. Truly nothing. And then I have... I still don't understand where this room even is, but behind Kenny, there is a whole server uh-huh. that I don't understand why it's there. Did, like, Kenny bring it? Why? <laughs> you don't need it. Like, they're physically, you can you know, just, like, connect to one somewhere else. Like, what the fuck is up with that? I don't know what this He really is. does not need all of that equipment. That, there is so much equipment. He just needs maybe like two computers. 
Maybe I that's just know. always there. Maybe that's just like a spy room. But there is just like one small <laughs> server. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, yes, he sees a guard pick up Nadia's note. And I don't believe that they, they, they did not see this before. It's just, I just don't believe that. Same. Of course, they would look at the footage of when someone found yeah. Nadia dead. Yeah, exactly. And also, nothing actually happens with that in this episode. Yeah, 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 that's what I wanted to say. We end this season and we don't know anything about this note. And now we go to Eve and Constantine in the car, which is a dynamic. <laughs> I love it. Eve is messing with the glove yeah. compartment. Just the same as Villanelle was in the episode where she went to prison. And that's so cute. They're mm-hmm. meant to be. And Constantine is drinking a tiny drink. He is literally drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I love that Eve asks, are you sure you don't want me to drive? Mm-hmm. And it's, what's the point of that? It's not like they're gonna switch. They are in traffic. <laughs> it's just so that she can express her disapproval of him drinking while driving. Yeah. I mean, she has no idea where she is and he is drinking while driving. Neither of them should be driving. <laughs> it is not an ideal situation. I think Constantine should be driving, but she, he shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> That's a thought. <laughs> I find it interesting how he plays a different role with these Brits as compared to his role with Villanelle. I feel like with Villanelle he's authoritative and put together and in these interactions with the Brits, I guess in this situation especially like he is stressed out because of his daughter but even before I feel like he kind of put on this persona of someone who isn't very capable who mm-hmm. drinks a lot is just kind of like doesn't really know what's going on a bit like just not as competent as he is with Villanelle I like he wants them to underestimate him I guess hmm. okay then we go back to Anna's place this is like the first half of this episode is just Anna's place back to the other team Anna's place back to the other team Villanelle comments that it's exactly the same as before, uh, which we knew. It's exactly <laughs> the same as it's been since the 70s. <laughs> Even the chair is the same where they fuck. The chair is actually kind of cute to me. It's like the only part of this whole apartment that I liked. Um, so yeah, we learned that Anna and... Lied. Oh, that I was going to say that Anna lied to Eve about not having sex with Villanelle, but I guess, I mean, we could have assumed that. Mm, but yeah, we learned that Anna and Villanelle actually did have sex. And the and kid is like, Irina oh, does bonjour. not love to learn that. <laughs> I love her being like, oh, bonjour. <laughs> and then Anna points a gun at Villanelle, and Villanelle thinks it's funny. Yeah, she says, oh, hello. <laughs> And what would God say? (laughs) (laughs) Villanelle also says, but what would God think of shooting me in front of the kid? And Irina is like, I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) And Villanelle is betrayed. (laughs) Irina asks if they used to date. Mm -hmm. And she says something 
God, I can't, I didn't write it down, but she says something that if they really love each other, <laughs> they could <laughs> figure it out or yeah. something. <laughs> it's so cute. It is. It is. We um, are reminded that she is but a kid. <laughs> yeah. And Villanelle is very determined and she says that no. Yeah, Villanelle is very quick to say she does not love Anna. It's like, no kid, you're wrong. Didn't you figure out that I'm in love with Eve Polastri? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention? Then they also explain to Irina what happened in their view, which is they both simultaneously say, she seduced me. And then Anna says, no, it was you or something. And Villanelle, quote unquote, admits that it was her. She was the one who seduced her. Which, which is sad. <laughs> sure. Which, um, <laughs> you know, I can understand, sure, from Villanelle's perspective, that was what happened. But from Anna's perspective, Villanelle was a child and she's mm-hmm. blaming a child for having sex with a child. <laughs> for the person, she's blaming a child for the fact that she fucked a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucked up. I really hate Anna. <laughs> well, luckily, <laughs> what happens next? Anna shoots herself. Ooh. God, I hate that I said this in a voice. A um, voice. <laughs> yeah, um, Villanelle tells her, the thing is, I can kill you. And Anna looks at her for a little bit, meaningfully realizes from this look that Villanelle does actually intend to kill her and then she shoots herself in order not to give Villanelle the satisfaction of killing her Mm -hmm. which is something yeah yeah that's my comment Mm -hmm. and Villanelle's like okay we did our job here let's go (laughs) yeah Yeah. she doesn't seem to be too bothered and she says that Irina deserves a big lunch I guess for witnessing a suicide Meanwhile in the car. Thank you for doing the transition. I'm, I feel like all I've been saying for this episode is, then we go back to Anna. Yeah, yeah, then yeah we go back. you've been very... You've been getting stuck in it, so I thought I would interject. My hero. <laughs> so meanwhile in the car. Eve asks again why Villanelle would want to kill Constantine. And Constantine laughs, says he would have to kill her if he told her. <laughs> they laugh a bunch. <laughs> it's... Very cute. It's I amazing. love it. Eve says, okay. I said, okay. <laughs> and they just laugh a bit more. They There's laugh no a bunch. <laughs> They're just having a gay old time. And Eve asks if he's part of the 12. And Constantine is elusive, doesn't say much. And says, we just need to give her what she wants. And they both think it's them. It's obviously Constantine. She wants to kill Constantine, but... I you mean... just always thinks everything's about her. So. But especially that Villanelle is mm-hmm. only thinking about her. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair... Yeah. She's not wrong, but... She's wrong. We know <laughs> that she's right as the viewer... There is no way for Eve to know she's right, so... Mm. But it's a very cute moment (laughs) where they talk over over each other. No, it's me. They want me, you know. I, for... She needs to kill me. 
Wow, this was very stressful to listen to. <laughs> they didn't talk back! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what you were trying to say. <laughs> I was oh, just stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> then, just as Villanelle did, Eve opens the glove compartment and sees the gun. And Constantine just closes it and gives her a look. So Irina and Villanelle are stealing. <laughs> yes, they're gonna steal some money so that they can have a fancy lunch. Yeah, Irina says that she decided that Villanelle is a good person because she is sad, which is stupid and just, I mean, proves that yes, she is a child, don't forget this. Except that also a lot of adults think this way and that's annoying. And to that Villanelle says, oh god, you're one of those profound kids, which I think is a great <laughs> line. <laughs> And also, Irina does steal some money. She seems to be very good at it. Good job, child, learning the skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, then they hug for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we move to Constantine peeing. Yeah. That's the scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dick joke that I enjoyed. Because <laughs> um, it's about not wanting to see a dick. <laughs> And Constantine admits that he recruited Villanelle from prison yeah. for a criminal organization. A private organization. A private organization. <laughs> that trained her. Then Eve's phone rings. Yes, Eve's phone rings and it's a call from Anna, meaning it's a call from Villanelle, saying that she wants her passport and Eve says that she wants Irina and they make a plan for a date. Villanelle says she wants her password. Eve says, I have it. Then Eve says she wants Irina. And Villanelle says, I have it. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) At the cafe, Villanelle is making fun of Irina's passport photo. Rude! But also cute. I love how Irina's like, stop it, I was young then. I love it when kids... (laughs) <laughs> think they are old and that they're really... not young anymore yeah, yeah. I, it's one of my favorite kid things <laughs> it's adorable yeah irina is eating a cupcake in a green wrapper and villanelle is eating something that's pink and it's in a tiny cup and there's cream and one of those edible sticks thingies that's what they are cool. eating and they cool. also have tea on the table it really stressed me out that they have a bunch of macaroons that obviously they are not gonna serve anyone. Mm. It's just there for decoration and... Uh, uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I hope they're at least like two weeks old. <laughs> they don't change them every day. Oh yeah. Mm. I hope you're right. Then Constantine and Eve come and Villanelle gets Irina and the gun and says a child could die. Yeah, she takes a gun and everyone in the whole (laughs) cafe immediately screams and hides. (laughs) Yes, I have this exact note. It's so ridiculous. And then later, you know, there's this confrontation like in the middle of the restaurant and... Everyone's just on the floor. (laughs) Everyone's on the floor. And then they are like the whole restaurant size in unison <laughs> at at least two points. One is, well, first Villanelle points the gun at Constantine and Eve, and then she points it, I think, back at 
uh, Irina and the entire restaurant goes like <gasps> <laughs> yes and yes. then even more ridiculously when Eve I'm sorry I know we will still come to this part but when Eve throws the money and passport and then Villanelle tells this random guy to pass it on again whole restaurant <gasps> <laughs> I was actually expecting because when that happens everyone tells Eve to throw it like everyone says it like Constantine says it Villanelle says it I just I literally expected everyone in the restaurant in unison going like throw it and this is when we find out that this is not actually a cafe it's a theater <laughs> no I'm, I'm thinking oh, okay. that they're all acting yeah. No, it's really, it's, I don't understand the person who sound mixed this, but like, <laughs> honestly, the sounds were the ones that you have from an audience or in a sitcom, you know? <laughs> They're just a laugh track in the background. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> when Villanelle said something funny, they're just a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> For example, this is an interaction deserving of a laugh track. When Constantine and Villanelle are talking about Irina, and they're again <laughs> talking about how annoying she is and how much they love her. She's really annoying. I know. I like her. Me too. <laughs> this would be my favorite moment of the episode if it weren't for the ending of this episode. <laughs> Oh, Eve is also pointing a gun at this point. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Eve also still has the gun that she got from Constantine's car. But uh, as Villanelle points out, you don't know what to do with that. And Eve says, I know, I'm going to put it down. Which <laughs> is my favorite thing about Eve. When she knows she just doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And in contrast with Anna, who pretended she would shoot again when we also knew she wouldn't. That's one of the two reasons why I like Eve better than Anna. <laughs> the other is that she's not a pedophile. <laughs> as far as we don't know. Yeah, she never confirmed it like Villanelle in this episode, which is, you know, the ultimate way to know someone is not a pedophile. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> So we're in this confrontation, it's all very tense and fascinating. Constantine says, don't break my heart, and Villanelle says, don't break mine, and looks at Eve and says, you either. It's oh. so good, it's oh. so good. Also, Villanelle is still hung up on the fact that she never had sex with Constantine <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. Villanelle, please stop. <laughs> And she also tells Constantine, you're a good person, I think. Yeah, no one on this in this episode apparently knows what a good person <laughs> is. She just found out this matrix that Irina has for what constitutes a good person. And she's now like, oh, okay, now I know. If you're sad, you're a good person. Yeah. I think I've seen Constantine be sad. This means he must be a good person. Listeners, this is wrong. <laughs> Sad people can be terrible. I have something to say also about this scene. I was gonna say shoot, which <laughs> is relevant for this scene. So I wanna say something that I don't quite know exactly how the events unfold, but somehow 
Eve mentioned Villanelle by name to Constantine at some point and he was not at all surprised that she calls her that. And then Constantine referred to Villanelle, at least in this scene, as Villanelle. Like he actually called her that. Like he said to her, Villanelle, and Eve did not find this strange at all. And just I hate this plot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. At some point, I don't know when it was the first time it had to be maybe in the previous episode or something, Eve just decided to refer to this murderer by the fake name that she gave her in her head because of the perfume she was gifted uh-huh. in front of other people, yeah. in front of like international people who know who this murderer is. <laughs> And she just decided to go with that and call her Yeah. And then everyone was like, yes, that is indeed her name. (laughs) That's her name, so it's good you called her that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that happened while we weren't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Just so... Uh, that's that's how I feel about it. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This could have all been avoided had Villanelle just signed her name on Sorry, that note. Baby Villanelle. Exactly. <laughs> like, why have this complicated? <laughs> My God. Well, I mean, it's not complicated for anyone except for us because everyone else just accepted that Eve magically found out her real name is Villanelle and now... I mean, because we know that her name is Villanelle, so we don't really question it. But if you actually think about how the events, yeah, happened, it's wrong. So unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Okay. So, Villanelle shoots Constantine, there's chaos in the cafe, and Villanelle and Eve have a standoff with guns. It is hot, but Mm -hmm. I am (laughs) anti-gun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Would be better with swords? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Of course it would. Fan art, please. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Eve is being romantic and offering to Villanelle that they should run away together. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. into the sunset. And Villanelle, Villanelle runs away on her own. <laughs> Villanelle considers it, but mm-hmm. then she runs away, yeah. <laughs> and we run away to an airport. I'm sorry, that was bad. <laughs> I'm really struggling with transitions in this episode. Um, it's a very sexy airport. Yeah. It is not any of the Moscow airports, I'm pretty sure. I think I've been to. Well, I I've think been... it's a blue screen or green screen or whatever. I think it is King's Cross from <laughs> Harry's green thing after he dies. <laughs> I'm sad it's not a real airport, possibly, because it's a really sexy airport. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Constantine died from the... Shot wounds, that's mm-hmm. not a word. Yeah, and Eve... Bullet says wounds, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. the word. Eve says to Carolyn, Carolyn, like, even knowing that Carolyn cares about Constantine in some way, Eve says, there goes that lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She what a bitch. <laughs> and then we have the cheese puff moment. <laughs> Do you want to describe the cheese puff moment? No, I just want to say that I enjoyed it. We did this on this podcast, right? We just I want to describe it. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Carolyn asked Kenny and not Eve, do you want the cheese puff? And Kenny is like, is it the original flavor? And he looks really interested. Yeah. And Carolyn is like, there is only one cheese puff flavor. <laughs> and Kenny looks at her and is like, no, thank you. <laughs> and he says like, oh, okay. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> it is such great dialogue. Also, wow. these cheese puffs are in a Ziploc plastic bag. Yes. That, so I think Carolyn bought these cheese puffs at home and transferred them into this Ziploc bag that can be closed so that they won't get stale while she's in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And they survived this whole trip. Yeah. Then... Eve gets a message from our darling Elena, whom we don't get to see, and I am offended. It is the only bad part about this episode. I miss <laughs> Elena, I want to yes. see her. Tamar. It's Tamara who is making the <laughs> breath noises while this is happening. It's just, it's a spoiler, but I guess we will never see Elena again. And it's never explained why, I don't think so. It is, but it is, badly. It's badly explained, and I'm already stressed about it and sad about it, and I don't understand why they didn't give her, like, one goodbye scene. It's so... <sighs> I guess they didn't know that she wasn't gonna come on the next season I guess at this possible. point. But it's, it's really sad. Yeah. I miss her beautiful face. Mm-hmm. And her beautiful personality. Oh, <laughs> yes. I don't just care about her looks. <laughs> anyway, Eve gets a message from Elena, who has found Villanelle's apartment in Paris. Because suddenly she can do all of these things alone, like trace <laughs> bank accounts and just She's find just random information by the French police and... <laughs> Like, yeah. she's just bored. Everyone <laughs> left her for Moscow and she yeah. has nothing yeah. else to do. And everyone knows that when you're bored, you get superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn says that she will have to finish this on her own and they should pack up the London office. Because now she has the power to fire them, which she did not have six episodes ago. <laughs> and she says, I'm sure you both understand, but like... I don't. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? 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 I think we will never learn why. Maybe when this uh, series ends, I guess. (laughs) No, I think it was supposed to be apparent. But we just are done. (laughs) I just had this thought that no one ever goes to check on Anna. No. We just assume that they know that she's dead, I guess, at this point. But after Villanelle calls Eve from Anna's phone, they just go to meet Villanelle and right. Alright, <laughs> I just all this time for some reason I thought that they did go to Anna even constantly. Same because <laughs> Shit. as we've mentioned I think a few times we are not the right people to be making a <laughs> killing Eve podcast, but uh, thankfully we have Nea who actually did notice this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I will widely assume that Iri- oh, yeah, Irina told someone that oh, she Or died. whatever, there's plausible explanations. Maybe yeah. Eve called the police or they called for backup or something. They yeah. went there later before they went to the airport, blah, blah, blah. There's explanations, but they were not mentioned yeah. in the yeah. episode. Well, it's not like we care about Anna, so... <laughs> Good points all around. (laughs) Or about plot continuity. Yes. 
Good. So Carolyn finishes this speech about firing Eve and Kenny and then leaves and just leaves Eve at the airport, lol. We <laughs> 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 arrive in Paris to one of the best scenes and plot thingies of this show for me, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. We enter the apartment building where this apartment that Elena found is. And Villanelle's neighbor, the old lady that we've seen before, comes out of her apartment and she sees Eve. Eve asks about Villanelle and the lady is like, are you... Well, she says a bunch of stuff, but she's like, are you from... And Eve kind of just lets her believe that, (laughs) yes, she is. So the, then the they hang out. Super willing to believe. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I love her. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, she invites Eve in and gives her all of her records or tells her everything that she has recorded from her spy hole that she had to move down. <laughs> she so had that to she... move because <laughs> you can't have two of those in the door. You have to move it. <laughs> So that she, she could sit. She, she can sit. She talks about Constantine coming there a lot. She called. She says that he is. Oh, she describes him as nice looking, which makes more sense than when sexy Anna, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer this. Yeah, same. Also, she said that he looks like a bear. Yeah. Well, no, she said he looked like an horse, and he was like an. And the lady is like, you know, and Eve says, okay. Sandra O's delivery. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. But yeah, it was confirmed to Eve now that indeed Constantine works with Villanelle. Yes. And Eve feels like she got what she needed. She, she gives the lady her phone number. Yes, <laughs> tells her to text her whenever uh, Villanelle comes back. And she pretends to leave until the lady closes her door and then tries to sneak into Villanelle's apartment. Which is silly because obviously the lady is sitting by her spy hole. <laughs> yes, did you not listen what she was telling you? She can sit there so she can be there all the time. So yeah, she comes out and offers the key. Ha! Lucky! <laughs> Beautiful! It's wonderful. wonderful! Amazing! Yeah, and we get to go back to Villanelle's beautiful apartment. Truly Again, I think it's terrible apartment, <laughs> but it's fine. Mm. I think you just hate the lack of wallpaper in her bedroom. You or me? No, you. <laughs> no, I hate that the walls haven't been repainted in 20 years i think it looks so good i love the aesthetic of it because every room has it and it just looks intentional i don't know i i love it i don't think i could live there but i love it out of all of the apartment interiors that we get to see in this episode of (laughs) which there are a few this is the one i like best and so Eve explores this apartment, looks at Villanelle's pink bathroom, which I have not noticed until now that it is pink, Mm -hmm. Um, sees her many perfumes, sees her gold 
pipes shaped like something. I don't know. A fish. I think it's a fish. fish. (laughs) And is as dismayed by this as I am. Then Eve goes through the closet with the costumes and the wigs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I this made me think about how I miss all of the nice Ooties. (sighs) Yeah. The show started so well. The first three episodes we had so many outfits to talk about and then Exactly, exactly. (laughs) They will come back, but about this first closet I want to say that Villanelle truly has an impressive number of nurse uniforms <laughs> I think there are at least four <laughs> good yeah. great. some of them She's are for murdering but some of them are for Halloween <laughs> um, Eve checks out the gun drawer for now she doesn't take anything out then she goes to the fridge fridge is full of champagne. <laughs> That's it. That's all Have that we... we ever seen Villanelle drink champagne. <laughs> no, just smoothies. <laughs> I truly love this with all my heart. It makes so much sense. Uh-huh. It does. Even though we have never seen her drink champagne and we have seen her prepare food. I don't think it, <sighs> it's necessary that... She drinks the champagne. She just has the champagne (laughs) in the fridge. So Eve takes a bottle and spills it everywhere, all over herself. Like, drinks a bit, but mostly just spills it. (laughs) She, I think, is, like, really enjoying just following every one of her stupid impulses at this point. Because I imagine for, like, 40 years she's wanted to do these things but she has been pretending to be a normal person married to a normal boring guy and she was fine with that but now she has decided to really live it up and do every stupid bullshit that she can i think partly it's that that she was like she spent her whole life pretending or, or trying to be this normal person living the life that's expected of a person and now she can just finally let go of that but partly it's also that she's been on this journey for this season where like so many it was so tense especially the whole Russia thing it was just very stressful and, and then I think it just kind of breaks and she's so tired god she's tired and yeah something just breaks and she just lets go completely yeah and it's wonderful yeah i think eve is the person that would punch a monet (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) finally found the person who would punch a punching him on me in this scene she throws all of Villanelle's clothes on the floor and then she... also everything else <laughs> yes <laughs> she finds her scarf um, mm-hmm. then the song changes and she starts trashing the apartment and she throws the makeup on the floor and she starts smashing bottles and then 
she hears something. Yeah, somehow through all this noise of her smashing everything, <laughs> she hears Villanelle opening the door <laughs> or just like unlocking the door. Also. Well, yeah, but also she wasn't actually hearing the very loud song that we were hearing. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Which is actually a thought I had, like how much less satisfying do you think the actually doing this is while you're not listening to this song. <laughs> mm, mm, mm-hmm. I'm sure for her it still was as satisfying, but for us, like, because we are not in her mindset, we needed the song to get to her level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she hears the door opening, so she hides. She is luckily next to this gun drawer, so she <laughs> takes a knife and a gun. And... Villanelle is very chill when Eve comes out and confronts her. I love how Eve confronts her because she's like, Oksana, but her face is saying, Oksana, look, I'm so cool, I'm pointing a gun at you. (laughs) (laughs) So she calls her Oksana? Yes. Why? I don't know. Why? I think this is her way of like getting through Villanelle, you know? Yeah, because in episode five, in episode five, she was so proud of knowing her real name, mm-hmm. and she called Villanelle Oksana, and I feel like this is kind of similar. Her being like, "Look, I know this much." Oh, I think I just personally have to stop thinking about <laughs> how Eve works with these names because <laughs> yeah, mm. fair, 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 fair. Eve says that she's lost so much because of Villanelle, and Villanelle points out that she got some nice clothes out of it, and I think that's a great point. I would much rather have some nice clothes than a husband. <laughs> How about two jobs, Nina? Let's and not talk friend. about my internalized capitalism. How about best friend, Nina? I was just making a joke about being a lesbian. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, would you pick me or some nice clothes? <laughs> Depends on the clothes. Ah! <laughs> I want to say, plot hole. Well, it's not, I guess, necessarily a plot hole, but even Villanelle both arrived from Moscow to Paris within 15 minutes of each other. <laughs> so were they on the same plane? <laughs> It's possible that they were not. It's possible that two planes were I like. I think. I think Eve got there, uh, went got on a plane that was much earlier than Villanelle's plane. But because she didn't know how to actually get to Villanelle's place, it took her a lot longer to then get there. Okay. No, I still think they were on the same plane. <laughs> I mean, I love it. At the same airport, in yeah. the same line, boarding the plane. <laughs> What if they just sat next to each other and dealt with their thing on the plane? Oh my god. Eve also says that she's gonna kill Villanelle. And Villanelle says that she's not because she likes her too much. Which, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds Tricks. about right. Yeah. Eve wants to prove that Villanelle is wrong and is trying to get control of the situation. And she makes Villanelle sit. And then she also sits, except that Villanelle is sitting on a chair and Eve is sitting on Villanelle's bed and they are looking at each other. Note on this, when she sits on this bed, 
the bed looks so soft, like she just sinks mm-hmm. into the bed. Mm-hmm. And I would hate that, so I cannot date Villanelle personally. <laughs> yeah, seems bad. Bad thing about Villanelle. <laughs> this one bad thing about her. This is when Eve says, I think about you all the time. Aww. And I scream. <laughs> and Villanelle says, I think about you too. I mean, I masturbate. Masturbate. <laughs> masturbate about you a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Eve, her reaction is just gold. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she's a bit taken aback, but like she says, it's not too much or anything. Yeah, yeah. She's glad to know if she just wasn't expecting yeah. it, you know. She's like, oh, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> That's not what she said. Yeah. My fanfic. Oh, but Eve's speech. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like all the things that she thinks about Villanelle. Mm. That's, oh. That's what we were live like that's what we were waiting for this whole season. Truly it was building up to this. Them sitting across from each other, talking about their feelings, (laughs) finally together, with nothing to lose because everything has gone to hell already, and it's just them and nothing else matters and <laughs> I am nodding my head emphatically <laughs> again yeah. for this audio medium. <laughs> it's so good. This I truly am not a fan of crime shows or anything that would that this show like could be categorized as. But this is it. <laughs> this this is it for me. This is why I watch this show. So Uh, Villanelle asks Eve, so you trash my apartment because you like me so much? (laughs) And And Eve responds, I know it's not conventional. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, they're not conventional. Mm. They really are not. Except that Villanelle says, after Eve asks her what she wants, Villanelle says she wants the normal stuff. How do we feel about that? I really love that line. Because she's listing things that are conventional, but when she's saying them, when she says cool apartment, she means like 200 square meters in the center of Paris. And when she says a cool job, she means being an assassin, you know? Yeah, I was with her for nice life, cool flat, fun job. But how about someone to watch movies with? (laughs) Does does Villanelle watch movies? No, this is because she... In the beginning of the the show, she like wants to make Constantine watch movies with her, and he's always like, right. "No." I think she doesn't watch movies, but I think she has this idea. It's it's not the wrong idea that this is something you you do with someone you're like close to. Yeah, I think you watch she, a movie together. Yeah, I think more she so than she doesn't care about the movie. Sorry. No, no, yeah, you're right. I think more so than her being a person who watches movies, she is someone who wants to watch movies with someone. Like she wants that kind of relationship with someone. I imagine watching a movie with Villanelle is. You watching a movie, Villanelle watching you the whole time (laughs) and commenting on your facial expressions and then distracting you and making you do something else. Sounds 
horrible to live through, but <laughs> amazing to imagine, <laughs> nonetheless. Do you think Villanelle likes any movie? Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's your favorite movie! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> so then she very carefully sits next to Eve. Well, actually, first Eve falls back on the bed. Oh yeah. And says that she is tired. That's the tired. title of the episode. Yeah. And Villanelle takes the gun and carefully sits on the bed and lies down next to Eve. Oh, so carefully. So just like. Her face is expressing so much, like how she knows she has to be careful, mm -hmm. but... Also, this is the most joyous moment of her life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I kept thinking, has Villanelle ever been happier? <laughs> and has Eve ever felt more conflicted about, like, okay, I have this knife, I have to, like, kill her... This is it, but also, oh my god, I'm really enjoying this. This is really hot. We are on her bed right now. She is so close. I want to live with her, but also I want to murder her. Mm. What do I want more? Both are really dumb things to do that I shouldn't <laughs> be doing with my life. So I want both. And Villanelle's brain just being like, ah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> or like... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Finally, finally! Yeah, yeah. I have a slightly different perspective on Eve's perspective. To me, what she wants is just one thing. She wants this specific excitement in her life that is kind of sexual, but also it is about hurting someone. So it's not so much that she wants to kill Villanelle at this moment, it's just that she wants to like hurt someone and with Villanelle hurting her is kind of it's not like one-sided they've they've both like pointed guns at each other like multiple times so it's it's just exciting she doesn't really want to do it but she wants to do it and it's just this arousal in her <laughs> i agree with that too yeah because i think everything eve is doing is just because she is following this specific kind of excitement that comes from doing something that she's not supposed to mm -hmm. like something very dangerous and ill-advised and sexual yeah truly yeah. she has been living a conventional life and now that she is breaking free from it she is seeing all of the possibilities and wanting to figure out mm -hmm. what to do with this mm -hmm. so uh, how does this unfold <laughs> Well, <laughs> Villanelle says that she's not gonna kill Eve. She puts away the gun. So now Eve is the only one with a weapon. And it is so good. Mm -hmm. They are lying on the bed. They face each other. Yeah, it is so good. Villanelle asks her to stay for a bit. And it is so good. <laughs> uh, and have I mentioned that it is so good? <laughs> and then... Villanelle touches Eve's hair. Ah! <laughs> and Eve says, Oh my god, 
I've never done anything like this before, and I jump out of my skin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Villanelle responds, it's okay, I know what I'm doing, and again, I jump out of my skin. <laughs> the other way. The other way, yeah, sure. And then she notices. No! And then she leans oh. in and tries to kiss Eve. Sorry, I was thinking about what's going on with my body. <laughs> yeah, Villanelle gets real close. And uh -huh. when she does, there's a knife point uh -huh. that's pointed at her <clears throat> tummy. To which she says, and wow, that's rude. Well, yes, not like that. Her facial expression is, I love it. Mm. She's so surprised but mm. also turned on yeah i mean she's like oh i like this about this yeah. person <laughs> she's like betrayed but also impressed yeah and also which turned i think on I, which i think is very common in their mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. i yeah. think that's what like the sorry baby note was yeah also exactly about. exactly that's uh. what they both are looking for yeah. yeah but villanelle still doesn't believe that eve would do this but she does. She does, guys! Eve she does. Can I say. Villanelle. Can I say, sorry, this is gonna be a quote and not something that I come up in this instance, so I'm sorry for that. But what I wrote down is Eve went above and beyond with that gay panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. What's that a quote from? I made that up. Oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna was quoting herself. Alright! Yeah, yeah, I was quoting myself, sorry. I'm gonna quote my, myself now and say that that's lesbian sex for you. <laughs> this is it. Now Standing you all know. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, for anyone that was wondering how the lesbians yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when. when Just show them this scene. When, uh, Eve and Kenny were doing the scissoring motion, they didn't yeah. understand that this is actually what it is. I mean, you can stab someone with scissors also. Mm. Uh -huh. I guess, I guess that still counts as lesbian sex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what a <laughs> moment. What? And then Eve sits on top of Villanelle and it's it just... <laughs> I have no words. I'm sorry. This is just... I love how she immediately goes to... Oh! Oh no! Someone stabbed you! I have to help you! <laughs> well, not immediately. First, like, she sits on Villanelle and just, like, pushes it in more. All and right. she, she seems determined to do this still until Villanelle is like, what are you doing? Or something. <laughs> then then he's like, oh yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> I really yeah. liked you! It hurts! Yeah, right. She says it hurts. And then uh, you say, she says, don't pull it! What did I just tell you? God, really don't pull a knife out if someone was stabbed. Uh, don't do it. After you stab your partner, do not pull it out. I, I just want to say that I remember watching this for the first time and just freaking out that this actually happened and how like all of this sexual tension between them culminates in this moment 
this way and it was just incredible to experience the first time but also every time after that that I've watched it has been incredible it continues to be great even though I've watched it many a time and I would like to applaud Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh great job <laughs> wonderful job thank you thank you Thank you. We all thank you. <laughs> then Eve regrets it. Yeah, I don't think she regrets it. I think she's truly just like, oh no, you've been stabbed. I have to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just having sex. <laughs> you know, like, what happened happened, but now you're bleeding. Let me help you. She says, Hold on, it's okay, I got you. <laughs> and then when she goes to the kitchen to find a towel to stop the bleeding and Villanelle starts shooting at her, she says, put that down, I need to help you. <laughs> I love that this this part of this scene, I was going to say this scene, but this part of this scene is like kind of action movie with the shooting while bleeding blah 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 <laughs> but there's like this tender music happening at the same time it's just continues to be so good <laughs> actually yeah it's like it is like an action movie with the shooting and everything but the whole scene is about this relationship that they have it's about the tension between them and so I never even thought of it as like an action scene because action scenes bore me and this was so gripping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the music helped. Mm, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah, then when Villanelle isn't shooting anymore, Eve comes out from the kitchen and Villanelle is gone. <gasps> and the neighbor lady is there to say that... She has gone. Yep. <laughs> Ah, uh, always says, helpful, these old ladies spying <laughs> on their neighbors. <laughs> yeah, you always need one. Then Eve says, where? And then the episode ends. And the season ends. And my life ends. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. That's it. God. That's the first season. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Oh, 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 oh. So we just calmed down after all the intense emotions we had. So let's get to some Russian parks. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm still a bit out of it, but I will pull through for Russia. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. Yes, please do. Let's hear about Russia. Yeah, first people's Russian. I would like to comment on Anna's Russian oh God, because it is so bad. Here. I think it is very obvious for anyone listening to her that she does not speak Russian because she does it so awkwardly. It is mm -hmm. so hard for her to get any words out mm -hmm. and she also like pronounces them badly. Yes, I wrote that she's speaking Russian as if she's dictating an essay. Mm -hmm. Like I, in school. I was thinking about like her trying to read it while yeah. like still learning Cyrillic and Exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's not even in the in the shot when she's talking, mm -hmm. so maybe that's <laughs> yeah. actually what was happening. I guess maybe, yeah, but <laughs> it's just it's bad, it's so yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least on the other hand, we have Irina, whose Russian is great. It's the best. 
out of everyone's. actually like... I don't remember. I think she is half Russian or something. Mm-hmm. I think someone told me that. I don't remember. I did I not do any it. research because yeah, I but... am a part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think her speaking Russian sounds... Like, she is, in fact, a Russian speaker. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter if she's actually from Russia or whatever, but that she actually speaks mm-hmm. Russian, unlike most of the other actors. Okay, now the locations. At one point, Villanelle and Irina are sitting on a bench eating some fast food, and they are in front of a building that has Nratten written on it. I pronounced this so weirdly because... First of all, it is not Russian Cyrillic. <laughs> the N and like N sound letter is from Serbian Cyrillic. Uh, I don't think this word means anything as well because I mean I can't even say it. You can't do N and then R after that. It's uh-huh. so weird. It's I don't understand what. So I think someone just real. googled Cyrillic and then they put in some yeah. Cyrillic letters. Yeah, yeah. They, I think like, so. It would I actually someone... take them just two more minutes to figure out how to write Banka in Cyrillic and put that on it. Yeah, Banka. no, I think how this looks, like I imagine this scene in my mind. You have like two people. <laughs> One is the... I guess... I'm not sure whose job this is exactly, but I guess the main editor and the other is the the guy that does like the all the Sets. stuff. <laughs> no, 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 the post editing and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first person says, "Hmm, this doesn't look Russian enough. Let's put some Cyrillic in it." And the other one is like, "So, like, what? Um, sure, I will just put some some Cyrillic in it and just like as you said, Google's." Cyrillic letters and just put some in it. I don't know. Make but it better. But you can add us. <laughs> yes, yes. You Tweet at us this. as always. If you live near this building. Yeah. Or if you worked on this show <laughs> in post-production. <laughs> if you are one of the two people that Tara was talking about. What's <laughs> more likely to happen? None of it. None of it is likely at all. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> on the other side, they are apparently in a park, and this mm-hmm. park actually looks very Moscow-esque to me. It kind of looks like one of those parks in the middle of Moscow, in the middle of the streets where they're just like, there's a street on one side, a street on the other side, and in between those two streets, there's like this long park that has some grassy areas but mostly it's just cement for walking in there and you can sit and whatever and I don't know that just felt very right to me. Mm. One time I went to Moldova for work and I'm imagining a park that I I saw there it's like exactly this same Mm. park that you're describing. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And the last thing I want to mention in this Russian corner is the Café Radozhny which, as far as I know, is not a real cafe. But no, we didn't Google it, so no. But it looks very much like a place where rich Russians would go. I think they were kind of going for a slight Cafe Pushkin vibe, which is like this very expensive cafe in Moscow. So that's it. I buy (laughs) it, but (laughs) I don't, it's not real. (laughs) 
And that's it for my Russian corner. I had fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nina. Ooh. Now come out of your corner and join us for Uti. For Uti. For today's Uti. very special Uti of this last episode. There is no Uti because there were no new outfits. So let's move on. So then let's rate this episode. Let's. Should Let's. we say it in unison? Oh, Naya yeah. wants us to say it in Tamara unison. Tamara and Nina. We... Nina is convinced that Tamara and her picked the same rating. Because what did you say about your rating? That it's good that and it's she's good. not gonna share it. <laughs> and I just felt like that perfectly <laughs> describes my rating. So, so I want you to say it in unison. I will count to three and after three you say it. One, two, three. Perfect mountain. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful. <laughs> Which one of you wants to elaborate first? Tamara, you go. Okay. So I rated it Brokeback Mountain because it was dramatic, angsty. The stakes were high, but I was also slightly embarrassed at some part <laughs> now that I rewatched it for like the fifth time. Where, when were you embarrassed? In the cafe scene, that was super embarrassing. All of the sounds oh, in the yeah, background. The okay. <laughs> what, what about Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> I guess the sex scene is a bit yeah, embarrassing. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my parents. I did too. Not just the sex scene to be <laughs> clear. Well, I watched it with my parents and it changed my life. <laughs> wow. Made me gay. I watched it in the cinema three times though, so... So yeah. Yeah, it changed my life. Yeah, so I rated Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. That movie also changed my life, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, same. That's, that's the, why I'm rating it Oh, that. yeah, that's the only art that exists, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only thing anyone has ever created that is art. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's weird that I found something to compare to this movie because after seeing it each time, my thoughts were nothing compares. There is nothing else that exists. But but I will compare it to this episode <laughs> because I just I love this episode so much and it's both of them they're just the best. It's beautiful and it's devastating and it's hot, it's incredible, it's just everything. I don't know. I truly feel so strongly about Portrait of a Lady on Fire best movie ever made and I feel very strongly about this episode. It is the best episode of this show and it's just a lot it's it's a lot yeah that's you come out of it shaken yeah i truly think i'm shaking a bit so (laughs) (laughs) yes i will rate it anna calvi's entire career (laughs) um i couldn't pick just one song or an album because i think this is really true for her entire Well, for all of her work, which is that it's so hot it makes you hold your breath. 
and it's like hot in like a dramatic and devastating way. Mm-hmm. 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 So, game time. For the final game in this season, we will play a special Halloween edition since this episode will come out just before Halloween. And And also, I am already excited about Halloween now when recording this, which is several weeks before. Yeah, we just decorated our apartment a little bit. Not completely Halloween yet, but we started the Halloween decorations. There's some ghosts. And (laughs) And some pumpkins. Indeed. Wonderful. <laughs> so the question is, if you could take any of the outfits that Villanelle wore in this season, which one would you take to wear for your Halloween costume? You can either represent Villanelle or something else with this costume. Um, I, I think I would go a little bit boring, like typical Halloween-y scary stuff. So I would pick the nurse uniform that Villanelle (laughs) wore in the first episode to kill Kasha and every nurse in the hospital that she could find, which I assume is covered in blood. So (laughs) I would be a killer Uh, nurse. mm, (laughs) Nice, nice. I personally would go as Villanelle, Mm. that would be my costume, but I would wear her outfit that she wore when she was at that political party. Mm-hmm. So basically just uh, the waitress outfit, but I would also get like the biggest bottle of perfume that I could find <laughs> and print out Villanelle on a piece of paper and stick it on the bottle. You mean La Villanelle? <laughs> <laughs> you can also just use that because that's a huge <laughs> bottle that she sent to yeah. you. <laughs> you just asked Eve to lend her La Villanelle to you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, good, beautiful, good. I love it. Yeah, I would also dress up as Villanelle for Halloween, except that I would dress up as Villanelle dressing up as Constantine. So I would do the Constantine drag. <laughs> so you would actually be dressed as Constantine. Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> So that's it. Wow, that's it for this episode of and Queering Eve. This season of Killing Eve. <laughs> yes. We will record another episode of Queering Eve, wherein we will talk about our feelings about this season, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so we will record another episode next week. But after that, we might take a little break before starting season two. Just a heads up. Yeah, yes. I mean, probably like a week or something, but... Yeah, yeah. not not years. Not yeah. years, <laughs> like this show might now uh, because mm-hmm. of COVID. Yeah. yeah. But let's not think about that. Let's, let's not think, about, think about, about our bright future, which is next week with <laughs> our season one recap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening, dear Thank listener. Thank you. Don't forget to... Follow us on Instagram. We said which we would is... never mention this again. <laughs> no, no, we should mention it every time. No. Oh, also, is... Instagram is something that really exists. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's at Queering Eve. Sorry. Yes, at Queering Eve. It is my little artistic project. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add. I'm still 
shook, shook. From, <laughs> from this episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. God, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast material. <laughs>